Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. It is 420. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this each and every day right here, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we do our very best to help you guys navigate those uh, those choppy waters and head back to the window. Let's smoke out some winners, Scott. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Happy Four, 420. 420. There you go. I got, I got one more. You ready? Don't forget to like yeah. and subscribe to the Max Wagers Network. We'd really appreciate it. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here. Hey, all, I'll nice. be here all week, everybody. Tip your servers. Tip your damn waitress. Nice. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. How'd your Tuesday go, buddy? Did you, uh, did you leave any money for the rest of us? Oh, uh, yeah, it went well. Uh, kept my winning streak alive. Had Steven Adams under three and a half, po- uh, th- under six and a half points. He played three minutes. Outstanding. Played the first three minutes, did not play again, and Memphis won handily. So pretty much went exactly the way that I thought it would. I thought Adams would play closer to 10, but Jenkins realized Adams cannot play in this series. And because of that, basically had a rocking chair winner. Very good. Uh, Tim Earl in the house. What up, Timmy? We just left your partner, uh, Detroit Lenny, just uh, just mere minutes ago as we did Morning Wood with, uh, with Lenny and Allie. That was fun. So check that out over on Picks and Parlays, Max Wagers Network, and all that stuff. And uh, Scott, I ran my, and probably ran my losing streak to nine, nine plays of the day last night. I uh, had the uh, Minnesota Twins team total over three and a half. They had a guy thrown out at home plate. Um, ben Tiendi dropped a fly ball that was about six inches in foul territory with two outs where the runner would have uh, scored easily. Um, what else? Oh, they had a guy that they were called out at first base. Looked like he was safe. They didn't even challenge it. Next batter, triple. No, no run there. So uh, the weird thing is, Scott, over the time, same same nine games, same nine days, I am um, nineteen and six on my premium plays. Okay, <laughs> so it's, I'm assuming you'd rather be bad at the free plays than the premiums. Yeah, that's if that, you had to pick between one or the two. Yeah, uh, yes, obviously that's true. However, having said that, nine games in a row—that's ridiculous. That's I've never. I don't think I've ever been in any forum and picked nine losers in a row. I wish I could do that uh, consistently. <laughs> Anybody that's yeah, been... you just fade yourself. The oh, time. yeah, dude. If you've been doubling up every day on me, you you can retire. Congratulations, you got it. Uh, David the Italian took uh, the Adams under rebounds. Uh, I hemp. Uh, what is this? Oh, I, 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 there's a pun coming. I hemp. They get a ton of hits. Oh, thanks. Oh, d- the double. The the double. Nicely done, Magellan. Appreciate it. Uh, looking for the over in the Jays Sox game. We're gonna talk about it. We are too. At some point. At some point. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's good to be here. And again, don't forget to like and subscribe, everybody. We appreciate it. Like the video. Take a minute to smash that thumb. It really, it really means a lot to us. It's it's kind of a metric on how they measure how we're doing. So we'd appreciate any effort you could put forth as far as smashing that thumb. And of course, don't forget to su- get subscribed to not just the Winners and Winers YouTube channel, but Scott, they need to get subscribed to the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel because what happens Monday? 
we are fully switching over. That's right. We're pulling. We're pulling the switch. We will be available live only on the Max Wagers Network. So you got to come over there and join us on uh, regular time. Everything else is staying the same. Oh, and I'm going to be hosting Chris's show too. So it's, you're going to get. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be taking a nap. A so. dub, double header of me. So yeah, it's uh, nice to be here. Indeed, I uh, went three and zero on the Preems last night, and like I said, uh, lost the. Uh, Lost the play of the day. We went on the farm, so that was a good thing. And, Scott, now that we've got a few people gathered around, I want to make sure that we tell everybody about the cool promotion that we've got going with the good folks over there at DraftKings. They've got it just in time for the MLB season. $5 bet on any Major League Baseball money line. They will put 250 bucks, or excuse me, 200 bucks in free bets into your account. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's got to be in a state where DraftKings is, obviously. Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. have to be 21 years of age or older, except in New Hampshire and Wyoming. First-time DraftKings Sportsbook customers only. And here's the important part. you got to use the promo code. That promo code is WAWVIDEO, winners and winners video. There's also a link in the description of the video as well as the promo code. Um, so, yeah, take advantage of that offer. And, Scott, I know Caesars, they're doing a cool thing with bet insurance. Tell us all about that. So, if you enjoy getting a potential money-back guarantee, then, well, they got something for you. Because if you place a first-time wager up to $1,100 and it loses, you get it back in the form of a free bet. Now, you do have to use the promo code A-T-S-W-I-N-S-C-Z-R, but you know it's better than betting $1,100? Having an insurance policy on your $1,100 bet. That's right. That's right. Depends on what you're playing. If you're playing my premium picks, you probably don't need it. If you're playing my plays of the day, yeah, you should definitely have bet insurance. No question about it. James Mounds in the house. Uh, Luke Baker, what's up, Luke? This is uh, happy hump day. Happy hump day to you too, Luke. It is, uh, it's good to be here, man. And it was a uh, little uh, NBA action going on yesterday. Um, Groovy Caps, by the way, says he uh, believes in Carlos Rodon. He will be NL Pitcher of the Month after today's performance. Giants first five all the way. I can't believe you're back in Rodon. He's only a really good pitcher, you know. Way to go out on a limb there. No, but Groovy, I don't mind it either. The Mets have been playing well. Uh, so you have to look at the pitching matchup. I believe that total is actually a firm six and a half right now with Bassett and with Radon. You have any thoughts on that one? Because first five, I can understand. I might just not mind uh, a Mets team total under if you think that Radon actually starts dealing again. Yeah. Because they've had two games. First game, Mets won extra. Second game was three to one. Do you... First of all, do you think the Giants should be favored on the road here? And second of all, do you trust the Mets offense to do enough to potentially get the job done against the Giants for the full game, let alone the first five? Yeah, that's a uh, it's it's definitely an inconsistent Mets offense and and that's the that's the problem with early in the season when you've got, you know, 10 games or so under your belt whatever because you've got two games where they were back-to-back scored 19 runs. So that's really skewing their runs per game, but it's it's definitely not an offense that I'm ready to go to war with yet. And these guys, I'm I'm more I'm more curious of whether you think Bassett will continue his good pitching because you know we we we, were not, we knew Rodon 
was very outstanding. Um, but Bassett, bit of a surprise guy? Uh, not really. I, I think he was a surprise a couple of years ago, but the last two years or so, he seemed to find something. I think it was during the bubble year. In the second half, he was randomly extremely good, and I believe that carried over into last year. So no, I think Bassett might have just turned a corner. I think he's I think he's actually pretty good. Well, I mean, I think I think he's gone for he's he's made one of the toughest jumps, and that's from like solid number two starter to an ace at least at least at this point. We'll see. I think you're even giving him too much credit to start. I, th- I think he went from like a four to a two. Okay, you don't think you don't think he's a, you don't think he's a one now. I mean, on the Mets, he's basically a three or a four. But of course, you no. I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking healthy, about the Mets rotation. I'm talking about on it. most teams. I'd say he's a two. Okay. Well, I mean, it's he's he's had an outstanding he's had an outstanding season so far. If he if he keeps those numbers up, then yeah. I think he will absolutely be a one, if not an ace. So, um, yeah, I I the six and a half man. It's tough to get. It's tough to get around, but. Uh, it's under a pass for me there. Personally, I'm not sure why the Giants are favored. I get that Rodon might be a little bit better than Bassett, but the Mets have won the first two games of the series. The Mets are at home. Do you think the Giants should be like minus 125? Because I feel like it's Mets or pass, isn't it? No, I'm I'm fine with playing. I'm f- fine with playing the Giants in this spot. I think I think there's a belief in Rodon that they don't have in Bassett at this point. And I think you've got two offenses. Could you call them, could you call them similar, Scott? I think you can. I mean, it seems like there's a, a lot of, well, the Giants have kind of embraced the home runner bus mentality, which kind of carried them last year. Now, Radon ended up going seven innings last start. He only went five innings the first start. So I am curious how much length he's going to give. And maybe that's the argument, because if both starters go about six, have fun with the Mets bullpen compared to the Giants bullpen. That might be the tiebreaker there. Sure. Absolutely. But I don't know. The Mets at home going for a sweep at plus money. I don't hate it. I think this line should be closer to minus one ten. Well, uh, and let's let's be clear on Rodon's first start. He went five. He went five innings. Struck uh, out twelve guys. He struck out twelve guys. Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to mention. So I was. I, I didn't mean he was bad. Yeah, he didn't exactly struggle. He gave up one, gave up one earned in five innings and struck out No, I was out looking 12. at pitch count because the point is I was I was talking about length, not overall how he performed. Well, anytime you anytime you see twelve strikeouts, you know there's going to be a pitch count. You know there's yeah. you, you know there's going to be some pitches thrown. So, uh, Kyrie over twenty seven, or is he celebrating four twenty? Uh, it could be both. Could be like yes to both. He's a sage guy, so I don't know if that's the same family. If that's also celebrated on four twenty, I don't believe it is. I guess my question for you involving that net Celtics game, Kyrie did most of the heavy lifting offensively in game one. Yep. And Durant was awful. So do you expect either Boston's defense to pivot more towards Kyrie, which I don't think is going to happen, or do you think Kyrie does less, but Katie does significantly more and they meet in the middle? I think it probably tends towards the la- the latter. I just I just think KD's too good to be sh- just absolutely shut down like he was like mm-hmm. he was last time. The, regardless of the uh, the defensive scheme that Toronto brings, uh, I think they'll probably trot out the same theme. Although it's Nick Nurse, you never know. He could have a, he could have a couple of tweaks. But personally, I think you take your chances with Kyrie and make sure you shut down KD as much as possible. I think. Yeah, K- I feel like that's the approach too. I think KD is the player that's going to is going to absolutely beat beat you more. And you know, don't get me wrong, Kyrie's very good, and 
certainly mm-hmm. capable of heating up. But uh, as far as this one goes, are you worried? We, we talked about it, and we're going to be talking about it when baseball comes because the, the Toronto Blue Jays are about to have a home series or a homestand of 10 games. But we talked about it a little bit before it started. Are you worried about uh, who is and who is not available in Toronto that may be available in the States? Well, we talked about that particularly in basketball because I know that Tybal is not going to play tonight. Right. We haven't really talked about it much for baseball. And it's not going to matter immediately because Toronto, of course, is playing in Boston for the next couple of days. I am curious that's going to matter in baseball. And we mentioned it. I think it should. I mean, as a Yankees fan, Aaron Judge has never publicly announced if he was vaccinated or not, which makes me believe he might not be vaccinated. Right. But I think it's going to matter. I I don't really know when Canada is officially going to stop or allow easier travel for unvaccinated uh, players. We thought it might happen at some point in April. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. I'm assuming it'll be maybe maybe May or June, maybe. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be... There's no urgency. At least from the stuff I was reading, there doesn't seem to be a real big appetite in Canada for rolling things back anytime soon. So it could could go, theoretically, it could go to the All-Star break. Uh, Yeah, and that's why I like Toronto win total over for the baseball breakdown was because they might be facing some weekend lineups yep. or pitching staffs because some players might not be vaccinated. Now, I don't know if that's going to factor in for any other playoff series for, for the Raptors because truth is in order for the Nets to even face the Raptors at this point, it would basically take a miracle. So I'm not sure if that's going to matter, but do you think it does? I don't think Tybalt's that meaningful he only played 10 minutes or so in the first couple of games. Yeah. He played. helps the defense out. Right. But for a long standing playoff run for the Raptors, which might seem extremely far away, let's just say I think it matters more for baseball than basketball right now. Yeah. Tybal, like you said, he played 10 minutes in one, 12 in the other one, and they be missed more on the defensive side. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to matter. And and again, it depends on who it is, obviously. But if you've got a pitcher whose spot is due in the rotation that's unvaccinated heading to Toronto, you know that could be that could be a problem because now you've got to move somebody up. You've got to uh, you know make some adjustments with the bullpen. So yeah, I think it could be a bigger deal as far as the baseball season goes. And and you know we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens as the, as the series goes on. Uh, I guess everybody from the Sixers is vaccinated. Is that right? Well, Tybal's not traveling, so oh, that I mean, except little... except for except for Tybal, right? Yes. Okay. I'm assuming most players nowadays in the playoffs are vaccinated. Of course, Kyrie is not, but once again, if in order for Toronto uh, for Toronto to actually have an impact on Kyrie in the playoffs, you're going to need a miracle because that's probably not going to happen. Right. I'd be more concerned about uh, if anybody on the Heat wasn't vaccinated. Yeah. So, all right, let's find out what happened yesterday, bud. It was a. Uh... Certainly an interesting day. We had a little baseball, a little uh, little, little hockey, um, of course, the NBA playoffs. But uh, there were some happy people. There were some sad people, Scott. There was winners. There was partners. There was people that uh, took it in the shorts, going to be honest with you. And then there were people that took it to the bank. So let's find out which camp everybody was in as we reveal the hump day version of Call the Cops. Very good. If you had the Hawks and the Heat, 
and you decided that you were going to play that one over, say, 219 and a half to pull a random number out of the air. Well, they had 15 points in the final 216. If you had the under 219 and a half there, so close, yet so far away, that game landed 220. Scott, you lose by the hook. And if you had a total in hockey, if you had the Flyers and the Maple Leafs under six and a half, you had two goals in the final 236, and the game landed seven. All right, very good. And finally, if you had the Diamondbacks in game one, first five plus a half, they led by one, up one nothing after uh, entering the fifth inning. Nationals scored not one, which would have been fine, but two with two outs in the bottom of the fifth. They tr- they lead Arizona two to one at the end of five. Tear up that first five. You were, again, so close, yet so far away. Call the cops. Yeah, it always feels like the starting pitchers collapse in the last inning that you can, well, get screwed in. Doesn't it always feel that way? Yeah, yeah, and I, I got to be honest, I really liked those first fives a lot more when the pitchers batted in the National League because you often yeah. you often got to see the pitcher bat twice. If they if they got three guys on base, uh, you would see the pitcher bat twice, and that was a good thing. So, anywho, there was some good news out there. There was the uh, some nice easy wins. There was the people that spent uh, their Tuesday night not sweating, not cursing, not throwing things at the TVs to get Scott. They spent their night in the rocking chair. So, for the first one, we're going to be looking at baseball. If you had the Rays and Cubs over 7.5, you had seven runs in the first four innings, and the game landed 11. Oh, very good. If you had the Timberwolves-Grizzlies under 241, a play that you and I both endorsed, Scott. They had 109 points in the first half. That's pretty good. You're right where you want to be. And they had 111 in the second half. Congratulations, that one landed well under the total of 241. Nice, easy rock and chair win. And the last one in hockey, if you had the Jets and the Rangers under six, you had one goal in the first two periods combined, and the game landed three. Mm, Very good, very good. Let's talk about this one a little bit. Scott, we haven't done one of these in a while. Let's have a little little fun here. Let's, uh, let's, Let's point and laugh, shall we? We'll find out. The odds makers, you know, they usually do a a pretty good job. Every once in a while, they put up a number, and we're like, "Man, were you guys uh, were you guys drunk?" All right, Scott, I know uh, we're big fans of player props around here, and there was a couple that were nice, easy cashes last night. Number one, you're Stephen Adams. Congratulations on uh, totally calling how that one went down as he played three minutes to start the game and played no more. A little tough to get your uh, your PRAs when you play three minutes, Scott. A little bit. So, what happened last night that made you think the odds makers were drunk? So, in the late game between the Suns and the Pelicans, Devin Booker, of course, being Phoenix's probably best player at this point, no offense to Chris Paul, his point prop was set at 27 and a half. And he got injured in the second half, but that didn't matter for this player prop because he had 31 points at the half. So anytime you go over your point total with more than with half the game to go, that's kind of a rocking chair. That's pretty good. That's yeah, it's pretty good. And if Booker didn't get injured, he's probably going for 40. Yeah. But yeah, he went over in the first half. I don't really have much more to add. 
James S. says he's watching us on a 120-inch projector screen, and it's like you're right in front of me. That is way too much of us. 120 inches, I don't think anybody wants that. He also says he's high as a giraffe's ass. <laughs> that's, that's high. That's pretty high. Uh, I had a Nationals and under on both games. Under on the Diamondbacks, uh, hit 9 out of the last 11. Very nice. Uh, I remember I said I was kind of tempted by Arizona in game two because I liked Gilbert more than Adon. Of course, they lost one nothing. You know, Gilbert did his part. They just couldn't score a run. So, yep, it happens. Liking this, liking this Gilbert kid, huh? I had the no-hitter last year, but compared to the rest of Arizona's staff, yeah, Cy Young. <laughs> um, any thoughts on... The Pelicans at 210, Scott. I don't really know what to think of the overall series because Booker is supposed to miss games three and four. According to initial reports, it's a mild hamstring injury. So he should be back by the end of the series. So he might be able to only miss like one or two games and then come back. Right. I don't know if I want plus 210 knowing that Booker is waiting in the wings. I think my approach for this series, if you like New Orleans, take Pelicans game three and game four separately. Roll, roll. Because, roll it over because if they lose game three or game four, I'd be shocked if they won the series. I think they really need to go up 3-1. You? Yeah, I mean, you're saying basically if they can get, if they can get two at home – when the Phoenix Suns don't have Booker, then yeah. the, the they su- need to take huge advantage. Then of the Suns, then the Suns have to win three straight. So even yeah, even with even if Booker comes back, they can probably win one of three. So um, I'm I'm generally speaking more of a fan of uh, of rolling it over when it comes to taking plus two hundred or so. It just it just yeah. makes more sense because you've got more information and you're still making you're still making the same money. Um, if you do it that way, so and you have the, you, I, you I have would the jump on the Pelicans more. if Booker was out for the rest of the series. Yeah, but he's not. It wouldn't be two ten. So, either. as far as we know, now yeah, you as don't. As far as we know, you don't know that, and you don't know how it's going to respond to treatment. So right. you know you are. Well, what we do know is he's out for the next two games. Yep, yep, we know that for sure. So, uh, uh, uh. what I happen- still think Phoenix is going to win the series. By the way, is they've been without Paul, they've been without Booker. They've been pretty solid, even missing guys throughout the season. I think they might find a way to win one of these next two games in New Orleans. Yeah. But if you want to take New Orleans to win the series, I would take it at a game-by-game basis. Yeah, I think there's a very good uh, very good chance that uh, they, can, they can steal one without Booker. Yeah. I think this would be a lot bigger of a problem if it was uh, old school where, it's, where it was a 2-3-2 as opposed yeah. to a 2-2-1-1-1. Well, round one was never two three two, but what's that? No, I'm I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you mean yeah? I, I I get what you're saying. They did the World Series, and, and you know the the more traditional way to do. They I used think to do be a, a lot bigger more. deal if Zion was playing. Well, that's 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 cer- a whole separate can of worms. That's certainly true. Somebody wanted to know uh, what happened to Justin Steele yesterday, Scott. Were we uh, perhaps a, a little early awarding him uh, the uh, the Cy Young? Uh, a little bit. You know, occasionally, uh, what you you're gonna struggle, I guess. But uh, Cubs almost pulled it out anyway. Yep. But no, he was not very good. 
he, eh, I'm going to be honest, he got shelled. I mean, <laughs> there's really no way around it. Uh, Rays against the left-handed pitching. Pretty good, I guess. So. Yep, yep. Uh, GR Black says there's no reason for Atlanta to take that three-pointer. <laughs> Killed the parlay. Yeah, we hit that on the call that of the cops. That was a crazy shot, though. Bogdanovich did like a spin move, gather, fatal. Like, that was an impressive shot. Well, that's I'm sure that I'm sure that makes him feel better. Um, I was making him feel worse because that I, shot was not. I lost my parlay, but at least it was an impressive shot. But I'm saying like they even tried to guard him, like they didn't even give him a freebie. Right, right, yep. What's up, Jojo Rabbit? Good to see you in the house. Uh, Brewers are back to being crap. <laughs> I can't score one run against the Pirates. Yeah, that's that's not a good that's not a good look at all. And that's how you know you're against the Pirates though because they're still winning. Well, and you know, we talked about that in our preview when we broke down that division about how we had trepidation about the Brewers because they can't freaking score, and they've got the pitching like any other team in that division. That's the thing. I mean, it's Cardinals are having a nice season so far. Do you think they're going to sustain it? Uh we'll wait and see. I know Flaherty's still waiting in the wings. He might come back in a couple of months. The Cardinals are a team that I was tempted by because it's the only other option you had to win the division. Yep. Because every other team's awful. But no, I, I thought it was going to be a dogfight where the first team to 86 wins wins the division. I still like Milwaukee's rotation a lot more, but the Cardinals have been okay to start. I'm not going to overreact to it, though. It's a long season. What's been the biggest uh, – what, what what team's position right now has been the biggest surprise to you in baseball? We're about 10, 11 games in. Uh, well, if we're going by the immediate overreaction standpoint, it's Colorado. Okay. And the Rockies are 8-3. and three. I like their win total over when we went through the NL West. I thought that they would be bad, just not Arizona bad. So I figured some team would have to win games there. Right. And Colorado randomly bought at the deadline – bought during free agency. They ended up getting uh, Chris Bryant – they re-signed Freeland yesterday to like sixty something million dollars, which I don't understand at all. Unless that contract uh, is for sixty million years, I, I don't. I, I don't get it. Overpaid. Now you can make an argument with the salary cap today, twelve million. Right. You know, not a terrible deal. Yep. In the last three years, he has a five point three two ERA. Yep. It is a bad deal. <laughs> and are the Rock? I, I also don't get it because you ended up letting Story walk for free. Instead of trading him for anything, right? Then you signed Bryant, and now you're signing Freeland. Are you tanking, or oh, what do you do after after you got rid of Arenado the year before? After you you yeah. had you in a deal so bad you had to pay them money to take the best player in your roster off your hands. And you know the Dodgers are going to be running that division for years and maybe decades, and the Padres have Tatis for the next generation and a half. Are are you are you trying to compete? Are are you? Ten- what are you doing? Are, are you trying to finish like a, on a good year, eighty-one and eighty-one? I, I I don't know what direction the Rockies are going in. Well, that was the and that was the thing we, as Royals fans that we had to endure for you know twenty plus years before they finally got a little different direction. Is they would sign just enough free agents, make just enough moves to give them a shot at finishing five hundred. Which... Yeah, it finished with seventy-seven wins. And yeah. go, why didn't we just tank for prospects? Right. Right, exactly right, and when they and they, when they finally did that, they got a lot of those homegrown guys that came up. So, yeah, I agree. Pick a lane, Colorado. Um, can we can we talk about 
Bron- Bronco, I-, I know they can't pay Story $140 million. That's the point. The point is, if you knew you couldn't afford to pay him, trade him at the deadline. then why didn't you trade him at the trade deadline? Yep. He was a ticking time bomb. I'm not saying they should have paid Story. I'm just saying, if you're going to re-sign some players and then let others walk for free, pick a lane. Either you're trying to be competitive and you're going to pay players, or you're trying to tank. That's my main point. I know they can't pay Story. They should have traded him before he hit the market. That's just common sense. Very good. Very good. Uh, Can we talk about being surprised by the A's yet? Uh, we can have a discussion about it. You and I, you and I were, were on them pretty hard to have an, a dreadful season, and so far, they've been okay. Seven, they're first place in the West, buddy. Yeah, that's a pretty awful division, isn't it? Oh, it is. It, it definitely is. Um, but so far, they haven't been part of the awfulness, and they've and they've played they've played what Boston and Tampa. Along with somebody else, who else they played? They played Toronto. Oh, they played the Phillies, Tampa, the Phillies, Toronto, that's right. and Baltimore. That's right. They opened with the Phillies. I forgot about that. So, On the bright side, though, they've yet to have a winning streak above like six and a half. So you still got that prop going for you. That was five and a half. Five and a half, six and a half. They haven't done it yet. No, so you're still you're still kicking. Well, they've only won seven games. So yeah, the odds. That's of, what I'm saying. Yeah. Still kicking. If you're under if you're under five and a half, you're still good. All right. Um. So we do have a play. From the uh, from the baseball, but we have a lot of room as far as basketball goes. What are you uh, What are you on tonight, buddy? Well, of course, the old trend from a couple years ago, before it became fully mainstream, was backing the team down to nothing, right? To do well in the first half in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and usually you were getting the expected prices. You know, a team that's plus three was plus one and a half in the first first uh, half. Something like that. Right. Not anymore. Because Toronto is plus two tonight against Philly, and they're minus one in the first half and minus one in the first quarter. So that whole value train is kind of sailed. I still like the angle for motivation, but just keep in mind, it's nowhere near as profitable as it used to be because the odds makers became so aware of it that at this point they might have overcorrected. Yeah, it certainly it certainly sounds that way to me. Um, are you guys crazy enough to wager on Z- Zurich golf tournament? Any thoughts? Ooh, you should be le- you, golf tournament. you should be less high. No, I don't know. Um, I haven't. I'm I'm not against wagering on anything if I think I've got an angle or if I think I get a good price. So I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to wager on a tournament that involves groupings. If I'm betting golf, it's going to be teams of one. I, I don't need teams of two. So no, I'm I'm gonna pass on a tag team golf tournament personally. <laughs> uh, so you're not crazy enough, is what you're saying? I'm not. I I might consider watching a piece of it, but for golf, I don't bet on partners. I'm not gonna do that. Maybe in the Ryder Cup, maybe, but I don't know if there's any chemistry with any of these guys. Right. That's the thing, and it sounds. It sounds like a, uh, twice as much work because you're basically looking at uh, what they've done as an individual, what each of them have done as an individual, and then what they've done on each course and, and all that stuff. So uh, it sounds like a lot, Scott. I don't know how well with each other. There's a lot of variables that you don't have that you have to add to your repertoire or to worry about, as opposed to the usual, you know, singles golf tournaments. I'll pass. 
I'm rooting for you though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We we hope you have a tremendous advantage and uh, make a shit ton of money. Uh, Wander Franco tonight, Scott. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, he was actually we didn't talk about preseason uh betting odds for league leaders and whatever. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish we did. We didn't end up doing it. Right. My shorthanded pick to lead the league in hits was Wander Franco. So if you're mentioning Wander Franco hits over one and a half in a game, I'm not going to tell you no, because I thought he'd lead the league in hits. Okay. And uh, who are they playing tonight? What, the Cubs? Yeah. See, County Money, I don't know about that. You're saying you don't need chemistry, just put the ball in the hole. I don't know if I agree with that, because players have individual strengths. So... Are you trying to hit the best shot that you possibly can? Are you trying to put your your partner in the best position to hit the following shot? There's a lot of strategy involved. I'm not going to get involved. Is I'm going to pass. Is it best ball? How's it, how's the what's the format like? I have no idea. It could be best ball. Best ball, I'd feel better about it, but I don't know if they alternate. Okay. All right. Um. So does it give you pause at all that they're going up against Strowman? Wonder Franco. Uh, truth is no. Okay. The thing is, it's plus money with Frank. I'm just such a big Wander Franco guy. And Strowman, I think, is a pretty good pitcher. I acknowledge that. But, eh, I mean, once again, you're talking about plus 185 or like plus 180. I'm not going to give you a hard time for trying to back a hits machine to get two hits. Yeah. And then you get, and then you get to go after the Cubs bullpen, too. Yeah. So I'm all about that. Strowman had one good start, one bad start. And the bad. And Franco also homered yesterday. So he's seen the ball pretty well. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Brewers minus one and a half on the run line. Uh, They're playing right now. Oh. So is that a live line you're asking about? or Because they're in the seventh inning right now. What's the score? I don't have it. Uh, one nothing, but uh, the Pirates have man on third, one out. God, Brewers under. That's that, that's that's one of those things we talked about. I know we talked about that when we did our preview show. When the season started, I said I'm all over unders Gotta for be. the most part because I thought the baseballs would be juiced to make it entertaining. There's been less runs this year than last year. It's also been cold. Uh, it's been yeah. it's been cold nationwide. A little colder than it usually has been. A lot of games, a lot of games in the 40s or 50s, and that's going to keep your home runs down. As the well. Orioles unders have been money. The Yankees unders have been solid. Yep. No run first innings have been very good because naturally with the lower scoring games, the no runs first innings have been good. Damn it, Alcantara. But still, because he screwed us that one time. I know. But still, I know he did. I know. But it's uh, it's been profitable so far. Having said that, I, I keep trying to get myself off of this Kansas City, Minnesota under with Paddock and Lynch going, or over rather. I got burned on the, the twins yesterday. They left. Nine, nine guys. Oh, they were three for eleven with, in runners in scoring position. Nine guys on base. It was they were just, and they pounded the shit out of Hernandez. Just couldn't everything they hit was square, and they just right at him. Everybody pulled it to the right fielder. It was just. You think Hernandez makes it to June? Mm, he can't have any more starts like he's had so far. He's had two. This, the stat line wasn't didn't end up being awful. He gave up three earned and four and a third, which is you know obviously not ideal. But man, he 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 can't get pounded like he did last night and last to June. No, he's gonna. Have to I don't think he's out. getting to June personally. He, he got Fernandez really peaked in his first what three starts last year, and then he hit a wall. 
and he keeps hitting the wall. Yeah, he wasn't as bad as I thought at the end of last year because I actually ended up looking looking him up, and he was better than I thought. I, I'd kind of he remember, was just significantly better when he started. Yeah, I kind of remembered him really falling off the cliff, and that really wasn't the case. He was middle threes, you know, he was fine, yeah. but man, he was so bad in spring, and then so bad in his first start, and I took nothing positive away from that start last night. We the only thing. The only thing positive was for anybody that faded me because we should have absolutely got there on the team total. That was just a, a, yeah, it's a bad beat. It wasn't a brutal life life changing Hall of Fame beat, but we deserve better. Um, having said that, I think one of these teams gets six tonight, Scott Paddock or Lynch. One of these guys is going to shit the bed, if not they both. Should I mean you're assuming if you want to go for props? I know you're the big Sal Perez home run guy. I don't mind that against Paddock. No, hit two last night. And it wasn't wasn't ideal weather. It was chilly. It was 50-55. Wind really didn't play a factor in it. So yeah, but he's a he's a tank. He just he just ripped him and uh, hundred uh, Dozier hundred Dozier sighting last night. So. He did something. It was a, that's that's been it's been a rarity ever since he signed his contract. So, um, yeah, Lynch Lynch. Both these guys have made uh, one start. Lynch lasted five innings, gave up six earned. Paddock lasted four innings, gave up three earned, six hits. So I remember when Paddock was the future ace on a pitch count. Yeah. Was that five years ago? Good yeah. Times. That's right. That's right. Um, Mariners tonight against the uh, Texas Longhorns. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, we talked about it. I like this Gilbert kid. It's profitable. Uh, I don't know that they score enough to make me comfortable with the run line. I think I might just have to. Suck it up and lay the buck and a half. Um, maybe I mean, I hope they can five. score enough because Toronto, Toronto's given up at least six runs in each of the last four games. It's about Texas? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said Toronto. I meant yeah. Texas. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that's the reason why we didn't like Texas for the win total. When we went through their roster, of course, they paid a bunch for Seager and for Semyon. But when your main acquisition in pitching is... John Gray, you're shockingly going to give up a bunch of runs. Uh, six and a half. They can't pitch. Six and a half runs per game over their last ten games. Yeah, they can't pitch. That's fucking... I mean, it's not a it's not a surprise to anyone. No. They're two and eight. They're bad. Um, so maybe maybe throw in a little uh, team total over four and a half. Yeah, I don't Seattle. mind it. They scored six yesterday. Now Dunning is a guy who, for some reason, I kind of like. I know his numbers don't look good at all. Right. But maybe it's just based on comparison, because I just mentioned how bad Texas uh, rotation is. I think there might be some untapped potential with Dunning, but Texas doesn't teach anybody how to pitch. So for me, I'm going to go with Seattle. Gilbert's good. It is a little bit annoying when Gilbert's laying a huge number as opposed to getting plus money, because that's Gilbert's claim to fame. But I do like the Mariners. I think they're the better team. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Elliot V said, I smashed that like button like a lady of the evening. <laughs> very nice. Certainly draws a picture. Um, so, yeah, I'm on Seattle there. Any, any iteration, you want to play first five, you want to play team total over. I, again, I, I'd stay away from the run line just because they're the home team. So... By the way, Daryl, I saw your parlay question. I didn't answer it because the Phillies game already started. So your parlay already can't happen. So, sorry. 
if he didn't realize the Phillies are already playing. Sorry. Sorry, Daryl. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more afternoon games in baseball than what I remember in previous years. So just keep that in mind moving forward. Make sure you know what the start time of your games are. They, they, changed, the, they changed the contract, I want to say, three years ago. I like it. About, about how many hours you, you had to have between games, so you have a lot more afternoon getaway games. You have a lot more uh, 1 o'clock games when they're playing the Thursday. So. I mean, I like it for other reasons. I mean, because realistically, baseball's viewership's been dead for or been dying for a while because they're constantly competing with NBA, NHL, and these other sports that take place at 7 o'clock at night. So if you have an untapped market after college basketball season where there's no sports on besides soccer or tennis in the middle of the afternoon, throw some games on. Put them on TV. There you go. Agreed. Elliot needs one more. He's got Seattle. He's got the Yanks. He wants to play a three-teamer, Scott. Wants to get greedy. Got to have those three teams. You want to give him another one? I mean, we have, a, we have something saved for later, but I don't we know do. if you want to use it now. No, I don't. I don't. Okay. We have um, we do have we do have one more. We do have one more baseball play for you, Elliot. So You know uh, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust the kid. Give me the Padres. Okay. Give me Mackenzie Gore. I'm gonna trust the kid. Mostly because I think Cincinnati sucks. Well, that's uh that's hard to go wrong fading Cincinnati right now. You surprised they I were, hated that team in the offseason. You surprised they were that bad? No, you're, you're, that isn't uh I had their win total under. Yeah. They traded their entire team. And Votto had an MVP quality year last year that I don't think he can sustain. Did nothing with it. That was that was one of the most ridiculous renaissance years in a while. Yeah. Yep, absolutely right. Um, I don't hate the Dodgers tonight either. We talked about that okay. on, on the Alley show. Um, against two? Gonsolin against uh, Charlie Morton, who's been... Yeah, because they're already playing. Bad so far. Oh, that was a three. Uh, you're right. That was a 310. That's what I'm saying. Once again... Remember your start times. Yep. How are they doing? Are they doing all right? Uh, they're up to another. Cool. Yeah. I like them even more now. All right. Mm, anything else? Uh, not really. I don't know if you want to go through any of the other basketball games. I know you have a play of the day on the uh, Bucks game. Yeah. I like the Bulls team total under okay. at 107 and a half. Okay. Milwaukee's defense in the playoffs buckles down in Chicago offensively. I know that DeRozan was awful shooting but Levine was getting some knee treatment uh in the middle of the game one he's had knee issues for months right. probably have surgery during the offseason but the point is is that even if DeRozan plays well the supporting cast really didn't do much for Chicago either and Vucevic was actually decent I have questions if Chicago is going to score more than 105 in this game I'll take the team total under I don't hate that um it, it's going to be my play of the day was the under in this game. As far as the side goes, it's got to be Milwaukee or pass. I just, I just don't love laying 10 in a playoff game. So I like your team total under. I think that's uh, I think that's solid as well. Um, Philadelphia, Toronto. I'm on Toronto there. I like the fact they're coming back home to a packed to a packed house. I think I really want Barnes to play though. That's why I've been stalling. Yeah, that's that's the that's the killer with Scotty Barnes being downgraded to doubtful i know you're still holding hope against hope i don't uh i'm hoping they're desperate enough to throw him out there it just it doesn't seem like he's trending in the right direction i still think they can get it done but uh they're gonna have to find somebody to to stop maxi mm-hmm. uh, as far as brooklyn boston goes scott boston was on the verge of running him out brooklyn made a nice comeback couldn't finish uh where's this one head 
I can't say it's a game that the Nets need to have, but it feels like a game the Nets need to have, you know. I think game one was definitely their chance where they just had it and they let it go. But the Nets definitely gave Boston problems in the second half. Now, Boston held on, took a bit of a comeback at the end, but defensively, it kind of ties into my play of the day. The Nets defensively were great with Claxton on the court. So if Drummond plays less, because he got torched, and the Nets can give Claxton 35 minutes in this matchup, I do think the Nets can hang around and win because it seemed like Claxton really did a great job guarding Tatum in the fourth quarter. Yep, I think this is I think this is at worst a toss up, and again, yep. give me the, give me the points in a, in a fifty fifty. I think this is I in you know, you could make you could make the right play. You could be all over it. Nets could be down one with twelve seconds left, and you get you know you get run out with scramble or whatever. So. The Nets should hang around. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly the point I'm trying to make. I think this is going to be a close. Uh, it's going to be set up like a one score game. It's going to be a one. It's going to be a one score game inside of a minute. How about that? That's what I would think too. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, let's do it. Let's uh, let's find out what we got cooking today. It's 4:20. Put on your psychedelic overalls. You got some psychedelic overalls, Scott? A little tie dye, maybe. For four twenty, I got nothing. Okay, excellent. I got as I got to call Bill Walton for a tie dye shirt. All right, very good. We'll put those on, strap them up tight, get your straw hat out, and put it on your head. Put your brim at a rakish Rachel angle. See if you can see if you can rock that straw hat like Rachel does. Climb aboard your John Deere. Get your keys out. Put them in the ignition and fire that bad boy up because kids, once again, it is time to bet the farm. All right, very good. Look at this, just like it worked in, uh, just like it worked Rehearsal. in practice, Scott. That's what we, that's why we, uh, that's why we get together and rehearse. So, uh, I know we had a farm play yesterday. How did uh, how'd that end up going, my friend? We had the Heat to cover the spread in Game Two against the Hawks. It wasn't easy, but they got there. Cue the banjos. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, let's see what we've got cooked up for today, shall we? We're going to go back to the baseball diamonds in a game that uh, a couple people were asking about. Scott, we're going to be taking a look at the Toronto Blue Jays at the Boston Red Sox, looking at the total of nine. We're going to play the over, my friend. That's available minus 110 at DraftKings. Jose Barrios starting for Toronto. He has not been good this season, Scott. Five and a third innings total. Just uh, uh, hasn't been able to uh, really get to the get out of the fourth in any one of his starts. Seven earned runs. Not ideal. Nick Pavetta going for the Red Hose. He's made two starts this season. Also not very good. Seven and two-thirds innings. Eight earned runs. And, of course, Pavetta... It's not really a surprise because he has been dreadful at uh, Fenway this year. A bad performance would not surprise anyone. Uh, he's been uh, 5.49 ERA in his career at Fenway Park. And finally, the over, 21-7-2 in Boston's last 30 home games. I believe that's going to be about 66.666%. That's pretty darn good, Scott. No, that's a 
No, it's better than that, 75%. So, yeah, very good, guys. So that's a trend. We like it. We uh, we like anytime we can get nine at Fenway Park, we're going to have to take a long look at it. And with two pitchers, one of them, I think one of these teams puts up, I think one of these teams puts up six plus, Scott. And I think that should get us home. Well, Pavetta, we know, has also been victimized by the home run ball, which is something that Toronto excels in. Yep. So it wouldn't surprise me if Vlad Jr. or any of these guys hit a couple over the monster. And as for Berrios, they paid him a bunch of money, and he hasn't lived up to it yet. I'll dare him to actually, you know, earn that contract because Boston, they have not been great offensively this season. They've been okay, but they still have a lot of talent, and I do believe that Berrios will struggle more than people might think. Agreed. All right, there you go, guys. That's going to do it for the farm, and that's going to do it for the show for this Wednesday 420. We hope everybody out there uh, does nothing but win tonight. We appreciate you guys stopping by. If you're celebrating 420, please do it in a responsible manner. Of course, only in states where it's legal, designated driver, all that good stuff. We want to see everybody back here tomorrow, all right? So good luck on all your plays. One more time, thanks for being here today. We've had a good time. Hope you guys come back and see us tomorrow. Same time, same channel, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will do our best to help you guys in that never-ending journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.